Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Agriculture is Saskatchewan. And 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Seedmasters Nova Series 2. No clever message, just simple, no-nonsense precision. Learn more about the features at seedmaster.ca. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock, for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today, the Canadian Federation of Independent Business outlines issues for tomorrow's meeting of the federal and provincial ministers of agriculture. They have a virtual meeting because of COVID-19. A Regina Food Company partners with Protein Industries Canada to expand food products from crops. Real Agriculture discusses Farm Credit Canada's latest report on future agri-food exports. BASF opens a new $14 million crop protection production facility in Regina. And the winter road weight limits are postponed until it gets colder. The Ag Transport Coalition outlines the latest grain movement numbers. And we have a report from Saskatchewan Agriculture on fertilizer application. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by JGL Commodities, proudly serving Saskatchewan agribusinesses for over 40 years. Looking to market your grain? Call JGL Commodities today, 306-624-2378. The Canadian Federation of Independent Business says agriculture can play a critical role in Canada's economic recovery from the coronavirus. CFIB Vice President Marilyn braun Polan is urging the federal provincial ministers of agriculture to fix farm business risk programs like agri-stability during virtual meetings to be held tomorrow and again on Friday of next week. Yeah, well, we felt it important to share our members' priorities uh, before the, uh, the ag ministers' uh, meeting to, to really just highlight the, the fact that they, they need to focus on policies that are going to help uh, drive growth in the ag sector. And, and we really believe that the ag sector is, is poised to play a key role in Canada's economic recovery. And if you look at our um, our small business recovery dashboard, um, you know, nationally about 65% of Canadian businesses are fully open, uh, but compare that to about uh, 78% in the ag sector. Um, so the ag sector, you know, um, has been able to, uh, has fared better than most sectors and, and uh, many farms and small businesses serving uh, the ag sector were able to keep operating and, and weren't subject to the mandatory government shutdown. So, you know, we've seen almost eight months have passed since the first lockdowns and, and we know far too many businesses across the country are still struggling to survive. But um, thankfully, the ag sector has, has fared somewhat better than, than other sectors. The agriculture ministers have a virtual meeting on Friday and again next week. What's your message to them about how to improve the farm economy? Well, our, our message really is that uh, we want them to be, you know, focusing on um, on uh, on policies that are going to 
you know, ensure that farmers remain competitive and, uh, you know, tackling those important issues. I think further delays in BRM uh, enhancements can't be put off until their next in-person meeting in July of next year or the next policy uh framework in, in April 2023. So, you know, we put together a, um, a number of uh, recommendations that, you know, we believe they should be focusing on that will help drive growth in the ag sector and, and uh, so that the ag sector can perform to its potential. And, um, you know, I think the, the last thing that uh, this sector needs right now are escalating costs uh, that drive down profitability and reduce competitiveness. So, you know, we really recommended you know, that uh, creating a more competitive tax environment. We need to freeze CPV premiums. We need to, um, you know, freeze the federal carbon tax. We need to, you know, exempt natural gas, propane, and aviation fuel use for farming activities. Um, you know, we also need to address the shortage of labor in the egg sector and, and reducing the overall red tape for farmers. Um, there's lots of different things that the they need to be focusing on, and we hope that these issues get the attention they deserve. You, I see you want them to focus on trade and market access for farm products. Yeah, I mean, I think if Canada is, is to achieve the ambitious export target set up by the federal government in recent years, uh, we do need to see a renewed and, and a sustained effort to uh, uh, to ensure that Canada has the market access for its egg products. I think that's really uh, that's really important. You know, the other thing too is uh, we need to look at making it easier to uh, you know to sell agribusiness uh, to a family member, and and uh, I think when you when you look at that, that's an important issue as well and and you know succession is a huge uh, huge issue and a huge train coming down the track and so making it easier to sell um agribusinesses to family members and i think you know we know that an important part of farmers retirement to plan is the sale of their farm and the current rules frankly are unfair and they discourage the transfer of a business to a family member so we're asking you know uh, the government to address these unfair um, tax rules and, and and amend the income tax act so that selling a business to a family member receives the same tax treatment as selling to an outside party and we're really pleased to see a, a recent private members bill sponsored by mp larry mcguire and it's gone into first reading um in the house of commons and and uh, we're certainly hoping that um, all members of parliament are going to support that important bill as well Marilyn, do you have any specific requests for the business risk management programs like AgriStability? Yeah, well, I think when when you look at the whole um, uh, AgriStability uh, or the BRMs, I guess, in general, I think the ongoing um, impacts of the pandemic really have amplified the weakness in the BRM programs like AgriStability. And it, in its current form, it, it's not designed to deal with the financial impacts of, of a global pandemic. And so what we really need is a long-term solution. Um, and, and, you know, it's encouraging to see there's strong consensus across the industry that the BR, BRM programs are inadequate and ill-equipped to deal with the financial impacts of COVID-19. Um, and so, you know, we're recommending that they consider uh, restoring that uh, agri-stability reference margin to 85% for the current 70% of a producer's reference margin. And we believe, you know, fixing this program is is a way to ensure farmers actually have the confidence uh, that these tools will protect their business when they're needed. Marilyn Braun-Polan is the Vice President, Western Canada and Agribusiness for the CFIB. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Selford Group. Call your Selford Equipment dealer or visit SelfordGroup.com.
A Regina-based food company is going to examine turning certain crops into liquid-based plant protein products. Mira Food is looking at adding value to turn oats, lentils, faba beans, chickpeas and hemp into liquid-based plant protein ingredients. The $7.2 million venture is the latest project from Protein Industries Canada and the Federal Supercluster Initiative to spur economic activity. Protein Industries Canada will provide half of the funding, with the rest coming from Mira Developments in Regina and Benson Farms based at Raymore. Benson Farms will run trial plots to determine which are the best varieties for processing using Mira's technology. With more background, here's Bill Gruel, the CEO of Protein Industries Canada. Mira Developments is an engineering firm that uh, started up a food division about eight years ago, and they've been working on bringing new technology to Canada's uh, value-added processing sector, and so this project is utilizing that. And a great connection with Benson Farms, going to be producing oats and lentils and some of the inputs that are going into the production of new novel food ingredient products right at the Food Development Centre in Saskatoon. The first product to be developed will be an oat milk. As part of the announcement today, Mira Food Group announced uh, an alliance that they've signed with uh, Federated Co-op to carry their line under the Co-op Gold brand. So consumers should be able to find the product in uh, Co-op grocery stores early in the new year. That's really just the first phase. The second phase of this is really looking at developing milks and other products for consumers in the Canadian market, but also in the Asian market, uh, looking at the utilization of different crops, really a, a wide range of products that can come from a processing technology like this. The various crops will not only be turned into beverages, but into liquids that can be added to other food products to increase protein content. These high protein liquids can be used in a lot of different processing and manufacturing inputs into other plant-based products. They can be used as protein extenders and protein additives in products that you might see today and products we can only dream about. And they can also be used as a feedstock into other processing technologies. So other companies that might want to extract protein out of that liquid and, and utilize it for other things. So I think, you know, it's an endless possibility of things that can come from this initial uh, first step of processing that's going to be happening. Gruel also says the project will bring new co-packaging machinery to the Food Industry Development Centre in Saskatoon, which will then be used by other companies with new food products. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Very, very important topic. We're going to talk about expanding Canada's agricultural trade. J.P. Gervais, Chief Economist with Farm Credit Canada. Give us, from a broad perspective, what your report was trying to get across. Well, we decided this year to focus on food. Last year, we did the same exercise looking at diversification, growth opportunities in the industry, but from really a commodity standpoint. And this year, we thought, well, let's look at food because, uh, you know, it, it, it does have a lot of potential for us to grow. We, in the industry, set some bold objectives, right? Getting to $75 billion worth of exports by 2025. And the industry itself, that's the government target. The industry itself actually set an $85 billion target. So we got a, a, few, a long way from 85. I think we are on pace to reach that, that 75 billion by 2025. 
but the idea is how we're going to get there, right? And you know, the U.S. You know, we're fortunate to be located next to the largest economy in the world, but um, when it comes to expanding trade, also we probably have to look elsewhere. So where do we look and how do we go about it is a little bit of how we're approaching this report. Is there any low-hanging fruit left, so to speak? Like, if we are going to make gains in trade, there's some some serious legwork and uh, I guess there's some serious effort that has to has to take place in order to make it happen. Absolutely. And I think you set this up really properly, Sean. Is in, what we're doing in the report is looking at it from top down, right? So we have the data by the end of 2019. It says, where, we, where are we? But we know that the data that we're looking at actually is generated bottom up, right? So data that we have reflect decisions that are made at the business level, right? So the large food processors, um, you know, we don't have to name them, but we know what they are and, and they export to multiple destinations already, right? So if we are going to diversify and grow, I think it's going to have to come from small and medium sized businesses. Um, the one thing we know as well, talking to our customers at FCC, some of the research as well that exists out there is that to be successful in an export market, you have to build that export intensity. In other words, you're going to have to start exporting to maybe one, two destinations, and then you're going to start building that export scale like anything else, right? You got to have a little bit of experience, a little bit of scale and so forth to before you can start broadening your, your, your horizons and then look at different markets. So in some ways, as we're you know, looking to grow, we may see short-term less diversification as we have small and medium-sized businesses. That's certainly what we're focused on at FCC is to help those small and medium-sized businesses grow, start building that export intensity, and then start branching out, look at different destinations. And of course, you know, if you start saying, all right, where am I going to start? Well, it makes sense to look at the U.S. I mean, it's, it's, it's a market that's been growing for us. It's, it's right next door. Uh, we can say a lot of things about the U.S. You and I have had lots of discussions about the, the climate there, both you know, political climate and economic climate. And then at the end of the day, it's, it offers some opportunities to grow and then start branching out to, to different destinations. Let's go back to the small and medium-sized companies and how they participate more in these trade deals. And I, I remember before he took a bit of a short-term leave because of health reasons, Jim Carr talked about how, you know, we've put the agreements in place, but we need to assist companies in accessing these deals. Because if I'm a, if I'm a medium or a small-sized company that has an opportunity to export, JP, I don't have the internal resources to to understand maybe what some of my opportunities even are how, how do we close that gap yeah i would i totally agree and i would go one step further even i think the one thing that we haven't done we haven't invested so well in in the recent years has been in, on marketing we are not the greatest marketers and that involves you know in your product from you know the, your farm gate or your 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 plant to to market and and I think this is where businesses need some help. You know, how do you market yourself in these foreign markets? How you develop? How do you develop the relationships with the traders? You know, the buyers. Because ultimately, it's very rarely you're going to get to to talk directly to the end consumer or even the retailer. So, how do you get involved in those supply chains? And I think a lot of it is is on the marketing side. I think. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM.
The official 620 CKRM Farm Weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM Farm Weather, 2 to 4 centimeters of snow today, winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high, minus 4. The low, minus 16. Wind chill, minus 9 this evening and minus 22 overnight. Friday, partly cloudy, winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high, minus 12. Wind chill, minus 22 in the morning and minus 17 in the afternoon. The low, minus 12. Saturday, sunny, the high, minus 2, the low, minus 11. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high, minus 7, the low, minus 11. Monday, cloudy sky, high, minus 4, the low, minus 11. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 3, the low minus 7. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 3. Normal high for this date, minus 3, the normal low, minus 13. The sun rose at 8.20 this morning. It sets at 5.08 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Cornac. Again today at minus 1. The cold spot up north, Uranium City, minus 17. Estevan is minus 3, Saskatoon minus 9, Swift Current minus 7, Weyburn minus 4, Yorkton is minus 5. Regina has some light snow and minus 4, that's 25 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west at 13. Humidity 91%, the barometer rising 101.5. Cloudy in Moose Jaw minus 4, winds are from the northwest at 11. Once again, Regina, light snow minus 4, that's 25 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Madison Liquid Systems, expect the best. BASF Canada opened a new $14 million formulation and packaging facility in Regina yesterday. The Crop Protection Production Facility is the division's single biggest agriculture infrastructure investment in the last decade. The Regina facility is expected to produce over half of BASF Canada's crop protection products. Regina site manager Caleb Grittner says farmers will benefit from timely delivery from the new facility. Well, the, the Regina facility was actually built in 1981, so it's it's been around for quite some time. And what happened was BSF acquired the facility in 2018, and over the last two years, they've invested about 14 million dollars to to allow it to now produce these brand new products. How do farmers benefit from this? Well, I I think farmers benefit a lot actually. If if you look at the location of Regina, which is right in the heart of agriculture country, um, it allows us to get the product that they need when they need it. So with the flexibility we have in the plants, we can actually shift production around depending on the needs of the farmer and produce the products they need and then get it to them when they need it. Sometimes actually within 24 hours. So it's to be timely delivery. What kind of products does the plant in Regina produce? Absolutely. So so right now there's about 10 products. Um, the, the one that we're most proud of, of course, is Liberty 150. That's the one that we've produced for quite some time. Um, other products that we have uh, include Centurion, um, and, and the newer products that we've just recently brought in are Viper ADV, and Solo ADV will be, uh, will be coming very soon as well. Um, finally, we, we also make the Bassagram um, family of products as well. Just what is in the new facility? What does the new facility offer? Like I said, it, it's not a brand new facility. Uh, it's, it's a facility that's been around since 1981, and it's been, it's been upgraded over the years. 
I, I think the most important thing, though, to bring on right now, the probably the biggest thing that we're proudest of is the team that's actually working there, um, around 130 dedicated employees to ensure that we produce all the products in time for the farmers. Otherwise, what, what you're going to find is, um, is raw material storage tanks. You're going to have formulation vessels and probably some of the most state-of-the-art automation technology that actually exists today, which allows us to produce product more efficiently and actually uh, enables us for future growth as well. BASF says the facility will produce more than 30 million liters of agricultural solutions each year. Viper, one of the most important herbicides for field peas, is among the first solutions to be produced this fall at the Regina facility. More mild weather this fall has caused the Saskatchewan Highways Ministry to postpone winter wait season on all relevant secondary highways. Normally, winter waits are in effect from November 16th to about mid-March. Colder temperatures during the winter months help freeze and strengthen the roads. And as a result, more weight can be transported on provincial highways without causing any damage. Commercial truckers are encouraged to check the status this season regularly with the Highways Ministry. Municipal roads are the responsibility of each rural municipality who set their own weight limits. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. Railway performance was steady during Grain Week 14, according to the Ag Transport Coalition. It says CP Rail filled 87% of railcar orders, with CN dropping down to 69%. Both railways continued to carry a large number of unfilled orders from grain companies, more than 1,000 for CN and about 600 for CP Rail. Milt Poyer is with QGI Consulting and manages the weekly Ag Transport Coalition reports. When demand is not met by whatever means, uh, things in the country can begin to back up. Grain companies are unable to ship grain on the schedule that they want to. Therefore, they are unable to receive grain in the country on the schedule that they want to. And ultimately, this ripples all the way back to the producer and their ability to deliver. Poyer's comments come from a weekly podcast produced by Pulse Canada, which is a member of the Ag Transport Coalition. Farmers see themselves as important stewards of the land because they derive their livelihood from it. The Provincial Agri-Environmental Specialist in Humboldt, Hilary Luchinsky, discusses efforts to ensure farm fertilizers are applied properly. With increased pressure from consumers, it has become more important than ever for Saskatchewan producers to demonstrate their economic, social and environmental sustainability. In response, Fertilizer Canada delivers the 4R Nutrient Stewardship Program which is based on farm-specific best management practices around nutrient management. Fertilizer Canada estimates that 70% of Saskatchewan producers are already minimizing their environmental impacts around fertilizer application because they already operate under the basic principles of the 4R framework. The right source, the right rate, the right time, and the right place. Some examples of common practices that qualify under the 4R framework include banding nitrogen during seeding, instead of broadcasting in the fall, or zone mapping to apply fertilizer at the rate that's actually needed instead of using a blanket blend across the entire field. During the final week of January 2021, Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture Crop Extension Specialists will be putting on a 4R webinar series 
Throughout this series, producers will learn more about each of the individual four R's and will be able to ask their questions directly to Ministry of Agriculture Regional Crop Extension Specialists. To learn how to get your acres 4R certified or to find your local 4R designated retailer, visit fertilizercanada.ca. Producers who certify under 4R nutrient stewardship may qualify to receive a rebate for initial zone mapping on their land through the Canadian Agricultural Partnerships Farm Stewardship Program. For more information on the variable rate mapping BMP or any other beneficial management practices under the Farm Stewardship Program, Call the Agriculture Knowledge Centre at 1-866-457-2377. This has been Hilary Luchinski, Agri-Environmental Specialist with the Ministry of Agriculture in Humboldt. Back in a moment. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices at Viterra were showing upward movement in early morning trading. Canola gained 50 cents at 525.67. Number one red spring wheat rose a dollar forty three at two thirty eight fifty six. The rest were unchanged. Durham two eighty eight forty four. Feed barley two hundred nine dollars seventy cents. Flax six six seventy one seventy five. Lentils six oh two fifty. Oats two zero one fifty three. Yellow peas three twenty two eighty nine. And feed wheat one eighty three seventy two. Minneapolis spring wheat December futures went down four and a quarter cents at five ninety three and a half cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn eight four two forty five seventy four. And now the latest quotations. Hello, cattlemen. Junior for Heartland Livestock Service of Yorkton with your market report for the week of November eighteenth. We had a large run on offer here this week with 3,256 head in the pre-sort and 400 cows and bulls on offer for a total of 36.56. On the feeder cattle, the market was steady to a few cents higher on certain groups. Once again, we need to congratulate the producers on a very strong and powerful set of feeder cattle this week. Here are a few highlights. Buckskin steers, 564 pounds, 219.50. 199 black steers, 565 pounds at 212. 91 buckskin steers, 710 pounds at $1.93 and a quarter. 123 buckskin steers, 641 pounds at 205.75. 158 black steers, 633 pounds at 202 and a quarter. 111 red X steers, 569 pounds at 211.75. 149 red X steers, 641 pounds at a buck 99, and their big brothers at 704 pounds at a dollar 91.75. On a heifer trade, they're still 25 to 30 cents back of their brothers. 563 pound buckskin heifers, a dollar 99.50. 562 pound black heifers a buck 86 and a quarter and your 565 pound red x heifers a dollar 84.50 on the cow and bull trade this week we had 350 cows on offers and the cows average 63 cents d1 d2 cows 65 to 71 with a high of 74 d3 cows 54 to 62 on the bull trade we had 36 bulls that average 92 cents with a high of a dollar 575 
Producers, we're having our last sheep and goat sale of the year this Friday, November 20th at 11 a.m. Receiving Thursday from noon till 8 and 8 till sale time on Friday. Also, our last horse sale of the year is 3 p.m. this Friday. Please call in to reserve your seating. Next Friday is our next bread cow sale. We have 125 semi-cross heifers bred Angus for April 1st calving. Please, with a few dispersals for around 250 to 275 bread cows and heifers on offer. Please call in to reserve your seat for the cow sale. Well, cattlemen, COVID-19 is back with a vengeance, and we are following protocol to protect our staff, order buyers, and our producers. So please bear with us, and we will get all get through this together. Once again, this has been Junior for Heartland York, and thank you, and have a great day. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,700 hogs Wednesday, selling a range of 164 to 174 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,400 head, selling a range of 162 to 173 per CKG. Ham's number one sows this week are selling in the range of 33 to 38 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is down and four contract prices opened lower this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar is up 18 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3063. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 76.46 cents US. Cash markets are all lower with the net value of the carcass remaining under pressure and posted a 92 cents a hundred weight drop in yesterday's report. The belly primal did see some strength relative to the previous day, but it was hams down $8.87 a hundredweight that were responsible for pulling the daily net value lower. Market watchers have highlighted that the daily slaughter numbers on Monday, 491,000 head, were revised lower to 477,000 head by the USDA. It is much too soon to draw any conclusions from a one-day revision, but there is speculation that slaughter numbers may be revised lower for other processing days this week. There could be any number of reasons for this, but there is anecdotal evidence that U.S. packers are continuing to face a number of labor challenges and furthermore, the second wave COVID-19 outbreaks could additionally be keeping employees at home. The situation is dynamic and will be closely watched. Lean hog futures are trading sharply lower this morning as very little supportive news has developed recently. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report brought to you by Olympic Buildings. See them for ag buildings, riding arenas, hay barns and more. Build with confidence. Olympic-buildings.ca Canada's annual inflation rate increased to 0.7% last month, well ahead of the 0.4% increase economists had expected. Stats Canada says that was up from 0.5% in September and was the biggest year-over-year increase in prices since June. The federal agency says the increase was almost entirely driven by higher food prices, particularly for lettuce and fresh or frozen chicken. New home prices also increased at their fastest pace in 14 years as lower mortgage rates coincided with increased demand for single-family homes. The organization representing Canadian drilling contractors is forecasting a rebound in oil and gas well drilling next year from historic lows this year. The Canadian Association of Oil Well Drilling Contractors says it expects 3,771 wells to be drilled next year, up 14% from this year. The forecast is much more optimistic than one made three weeks ago by the Petroleum Services Association of Canada, which predicted an 8.8% drop in 2021 from an expected 50-year low this year. The two organizations use different methods to count wells. Canada's main stock index edged lower as gains in the technology sector were offset by losses in energy, financial and utility stocks. 
The TSX Composite Index was down three points at 16,886. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 69 points at 29,368. The Canadian dollar traded at 76.38 cents U.S. compared with 76.55 cents on Wednesday. The January crude oil contract was down 38 cents at 41.63 a barrel. That's the resource report. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at 1.45 this afternoon and an Agri-News report at 3.45 p.m. Tomorrow morning, there's another Agri-News report at 6.45 a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good... You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything A, 620 CKRM.